one thing that a lot of superintendents, they, they do really well with their crew and they get, they are very personable with them. It's a little bit tougher to try to help your assistants acclimate to the business side. How do you prepare your assistants for trying to build a strong career? You know, you've got to be able to push people in the right direction. I think in our business, obviously you have to have a, a sound agronomic background and there's so much education out there and so much information mm. then you're going to have to look at the other aspect you know turf grass is 10 percent of what most superintendents do <laughs> the rest of it is all pr and human resources and interactions and motivating and coaching and getting things done so all right so you get the sound turf grass foundation what's the next thing you're probably going to need well we need a financial background because yeah. you're going to have to do budgets you're, you know we're in a down golf economy we're going to have to learn how to save where we can cut and you know Sean Emerson, you know, we mentioned Sean. He had a great line that we talked about, oh, last year when I was out there during the Schwab Cup. Desert Mountain's a huge facility. They have a huge budget. You know, now it's a private equity club. And one of the things Sean says, you know, there's a difference here. What we try to do at Desert Mountains, we don't try to cut costs. We try to reduce costs. There's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. That was a great thing to teach someone, you know, from a budgeting perspective. If you cut out a spray application or a fertilizer application or a cultivation practice or something, it may cost you two or three times more to repair the damage than it would to do what you normally would do. So that's the kind of thing when you start, then you go from agronomics into financing. Then from financing, I think you go into personnel management because you have to motivate people to do a job. That's the hard thing. You've got to get people to go out and work in the cold and work in the heat or work in the dark, <laughs> work whatever. And you have to take, again, I'm a hockey guy, so you take that mentality that everybody is the same from stick boy to superstar, mm -hmm. all part of the team. And I don't care if it's the, the fourth guy in the bunker crew that's just learning how to, you know, to hand rake a bunker, or your mechanic, who's a very temperamental individual, and you have to treat, <laughs> you, you treat everybody the same. We're all part of the team, and we're going to go up as a team, or we're going to go down as a team. Yeah. And those are, you know, those are three important things, uh, you know. And then finally, it's member interaction over the course of time. You've got to learn how to talk to a member. You have to learn how to listen to someone. One of the, the greatest arts in our society, which is lost, the art of listening. And uh, I just did a search for a club two weeks ago and a, and a very talented superintendent. How did I do, Mr. Bergen? I asked the guy, do you have a hearing problem? What do you mean? I said, do you have a hearing problem? No, why? Because you didn't answer any of the freaking questions. I mean, come on. So you've got to tell people, now you've got to work with them on how to deal with members. You have to listen to the members. You have yeah. to click like a member. So there's a four-step process, and then <laughs> off you go. Good luck. The key for a, a mentor or coach is, I mean, to have someone know that you're always there for them. Hmm. That's what I think. I mean, I don't have to talk to to Fred or Steve or some of the other people that are important in my life every day, but I can always pick up the phone and call them and know, and they, and know that they're there and they'll help me.